Hey y'all, this is Tyrena Travana and I want to welcome you back to Grace Extended, the podcast. <laughs> I did not expect to be back today. <laughs> um, God kind of had me on like this, I don't even know what to call this. I wouldn't even say that it's a sabbatical. Um, he's kind of... I'll put it this way, a man plans, but the Lord orders his footsteps. I'll put it that way. So I thought that I would be up here more recurring, but, um, and some people can do that, you know, with their, their ministries. Uh, they have a set schedule when they come on and whatnot. I thought that's what I'd be doing, but I see God is trying to break me out of my regular routine. So it's really as he leads when I will come on so yeah I have a word I was gonna do a word and I thought it would take about an hour but I see that he kind of had me break this up into three parts um so before I even get into that I'm just gonna pray because I definitely feel like this is almost like a burden that he has placed on my heart um and something that he really wants me to talk to you guys about because um, a lot of people are going through it right now. Um, so I'm going to title this this episode, The Latter Days. And I'm going to officially, um, this is going to be the official beginning of season two of Grace Extended, the podcast. So um, yeah, we've just entered into the second half of the year. And the Lord says says that the latter days have begun. We have stepped into our latter days. So uh, glory be to God for that. So I'm going to go ahead and just start in a quick prayer and I'm going to get started. So Father God, I thank you. Thank you for using me as your vessel. Father, I decrease every part of my being so that you may increase. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to just increase and shine your light. May your presence just permeate my atmosphere and the atmosphere of those who are going to be listening in, um, whether whether it be on the podcast or tuning in on YouTube. And I pray that uh, they decrease so that you may increase. Um, as far as me particularly, I never want the focus to be on the messenger. We don't. We never want the focus to be on the messenger, but the message. And we never want the focus to be on the man, but the Messiah. So that when all is said and done, only you, Jesus, will be glorified. So I pray that I say everything that you need me to say um, to those who this is for. And I pray that your listeners and viewers take this back to you for confirmation. And I pray that this be a revelation for them um, that you've been trying to uh this message that you've been trying to get clearly um, to them, and maybe they've been a little bit, they've, they've been a little confused, they've been a little discouraged. So I want to rebuke the spirit of confusion and discouragement in the name of Jesus, and I denounce the uh, spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus, and I take on the full spirit of faith in the name of Jesus that this word uh, penetrates that person. Who needs to hear this in their being and that they may be encouraged in the name of Jesus I pray amen so all right <laughs> so God 
has shown me that we have like the first half of the year I just see Job, the story of Job, how he lost everything, how he was stripped of everything, and his faith was really being tested. So that's what I'm. Um, God has shown me um, the this first half of the year. He has been testing his people. He has allowed trials and tribulations to come. He had given the enemy permission to attack us to test our faith. And I learned a very big lesson about the importance of faith and prayer. When you pray, if there is any ounce of doubt there, it cancels out the faith. And it is, especially when you are praying for a particular request or petitions, it is pointless to pray when you are not fully, fully, fully persuaded in your faith. If you have an ounce of doubt, that's room for the enemy to discourage you. You have to believe that prayer as if it is already happening. There are plenty of scriptures to confirm that. So I would suggest before you even ask God for anything, of course, you always want to ask forgiveness for you know any any sins leave them at the altar before you even come to God you want to make sure that you're coming to him correct and in the right posture spiritually um and you want to denounce the spirit of uh doubt and that unfaithfulness and if that's something that you're struggling with then just simply father help my unbelief help my unbelief that's something that I God has been showing me that my faith was always an issue. Even when I'm praying, I can feel that I'm like, I don't know if he's going to do it. You can tell. You can tell. But, um, yeah, so faith, really, really what God is waiting on is for you to step fully into your faith and to stand on that completely without a doubt in your mind for him to release that. That is what activates and, uh, gives him permit because remember he's a gentleman he's not going to do anything without our consent so the faith is what that's that's like the that's the signature that you officially signing off and authorizing him to move forward with everything that he has in store for you so your signature has to be your faith it has to be your faith so jumping into this word and I'm for this hopefully I'm no more than like 15 20 minutes at the most because I had to break it down into three because I'm noticing that he these are different circumstances um so this is going to be a teaching and it is going to be encouragement so we are in the book of second kings chapter six verses 17 through 20 that's three verses oh, I'm sorry 15 yeah we want to 15 so that's five verses so it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 
And Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. As the enemy came down toward him, Elijah prayed to the Lord, strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. Elijah told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there they were inside Samaria. Ugh, okay. Many of us have been waiting on promises. Many of us have been waiting on promises. And we've been hearing these prophetic words. It's here, they're here, they're here. The rain is here. God is doing it, God is doing it, God is doing it. And we've been hearing that all year. Some of us have been hearing it for months. Some of us have been hearing it for years. And a lot of us are fed up. And a lot of us have been tested like never before. Like trial after trial after trial. Some of us have gone into trials willingly because God led us there. And we are, we're, we're, we're afraid. So this one is in, this word is encouragement to those who are afraid and they're not seeing, they're not seeing what God is doing in the natural. They have not seen it manifest yet. So in the, in verse 15, Again, it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, that's him doing what God told him to do. He, he working for the Lord. So whoever that's for. An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do? So in the natural, we're seeing all of these things, you know, manifest. Some of us, our car notes are behind some of us are not in the best living conditions because God sent us there. He put us in those positions and we are, we are, we shook because we've never been, we've never been in a position like this before. Some of us like myself, I'm in that position right now. Some of us have, are prompt, <laughs> you know, we are on top of these things. But what do you do when God tells you to abandon those things? And it's all you've known, you know? What do you do? So here is the prophet, the person, the divine helper that God sent to be with that person, encouraging them to not be afraid. Verse 16. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then it says in verse 17. Matter of fact, let me go back to that. Mm -mm. Because verse 16 is, is very important. This right here is showing you that God is with you. God has, has people around you 
constantly encouraging you in the trenches with you, praying over you, encouraging you, telling you things like not to be afraid, to keep going. And because you don't see the issue being resolved the way that you want it to be, you think that God's not doing anything. He sent help right there. A prophet is one of the most important people in the kingdom of God. Prophets carry a very, very heavy burden. They are told to go wherever God sends them. They are told to speak when God tells them to speak to whomever. That's what they're supposed to be. So look around you. Who does God have around you that is edifying you, that's encouraging you? That is, that's, that's God's grace. When God says my grace is sufficient, my grace is all you need, that is he's giving you what you need right now. The bill is not paid because it's not the appointed time for it to be paid. It's not fully restored. You're not caught up on your payments because it's not the appointed time. And a lot of us are in those positions because we have a high calling. When God tells you to do something and you make that conscious decision to go and do that, especially if like to, to willingly put yourself in a low position like that, my pastor told me to be promoted in the kingdom of God is actually a demotion. So the way that I see that is to be promoted in the kingdom of God spiritually when you've been placed in a high position. Like I know a lot of our, our prophets, especially on YouTube, are are be feeling very discouraged right now because we are the ones doing the encouragement. We are the ones doing this work. You know, encouraging those who are um, not as uh, far along in their faith. And then we have our own issues, our own trials and tribulations that we are dealing with on top of that. It's an extremely big burden to edify and encourage someone else when we're going through the same things, if not worse. It's extremely hard. But the same way that Jesus got up and did it every day when he walked the earth. He also said to go and do the same things that you saw me do. So if Jesus went through these things, what makes you think that we're not going to go through these things? He said there will be trials and tribulations. Remember the ultimate goal remember the bigger picture because that was jesus motivation for for going to the cross every day he did that people people around him discouraging him you had the enemy in his ear trying to talk him out of it go back and watch the passion of the christ i had to go back and watch that recently to see how he was tempted and how he had to overcome those things he had to, he, he knew the ultimate goal in mind. And I remember him 
saying to his mother, he said to his mother, didn't you know that I was, I'm going to loosely say this, didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? He was always about his father's business. Tend to my sheep. If you love me, tend to my sheep, he said to Peter. If you love me, feed my sheep. We're not here on this earth to relax. We're not. I mean, he is, thank God for grace. He does give us periods to rest. But it's his grace that makes it sufficient for us to work. And work ain't always easy. It's not. Press forward. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Be encouraged. Don't be afraid. And then it was then that Elijah prayed. Verse 17. Oh Lord. Open his eyes. So he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. As the enemy came down toward him, they're still, this right here, they are still in the midst of the trials. Through this prayer, the enemy came down toward them and Elijah prayed to the Lord, strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, as Elijah had asked. Elijah told them, this is not the road, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked, and there they were inside Samaria. God is telling me right now. You have divine help around you. And that is him with you. Encouraging you not to be afraid. Praying over you. So praying that the Lord may open your eyes so that you may see. And leading you into those areas. God's not here with us physically. But it's through those around us who are willing to do the work of God our prophets, our evangelists, our, our preachers, our, our teachers who are, are, who are in the trenches with us. Whether they are right there next to you physically or they're a phone call away or they're on YouTube or they're doing a podcast or whatever that is, God is with you. You need to open your eyes so that you can see it. And I pray this prayer over Everyone under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, Lord, open their eyes so that they may see you in the midst of the turmoil. And Father, as the enemies come down, as they come toward, as the spirit and whatever the plans of the enemy approach your people, Father, I ask that you strike the spirit of the enemy with blindness.
Then the prophet Elijah said, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. It's here that we see, even in this, this servant who couldn't see where they were and they didn't understand and they were confused, that this divine helper, Elijah, this prophet, was discerning and he was moving in the spirit and he was there with that person. And he was able to see, thank God for grace, thank God for provision. He was there to see on behalf of that servant to open that eyes. God is shifting your perspective right now. And I thank you in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. I feel your presence. Father, I ask that you send divine helpers with the spirit of discernment, enhance our spirit of discernment so that we may see in the spirit on behalf of those who are weak right now in their faith. Father, I ask that you increase the faith of your prophets in the name of Jesus. Because it's in these prayers, in this prayer that he prayed, had his faith not all had been, had not been there 100%, it wouldn't have activated. It would not have activated. It would not have given God the permission to actually strike those people with blindness. The people that the enemy uses through his spirit to attack you. So thank God and praise him for these prophets who are sacrificing, who are dedicating their time to be there for you. And then the prophet said, this is not the road. This is not the city. They were, he was focused. This prophet was focused for him. And it's so funny because it's two of them going through it. There's a scripture that says that, and I'm going to say this loosely as well, two is better than one because when one falls, who's there to pick them up? But when two, but when another person is, sorry, y'all, I'm saying it loosely, but when there's another person there to pick the person up, I said that wrong. But when the person falls and there's someone else there, at least they're there. Someone can pick them up. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm butchering that scripture, but y'all know what I'm saying. I've been seeing twos for like a week straight. And I know that that spiritually means faithful witness. But also, I believe that God is saying that you're not alone. That you have someone or there may be people around you that God has sent to keep you encouraged, to pick you up when you fall. Please be encouraged because you are literally right there. Literally right there. The next scripture right after that, that prophet knew where they were going. And he was able, follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. God has the people in your life for this season that are leading you into your promise because he placed them there strategically. After they entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there they were inside Samaria. 
God has someone in your life that is leading you into the city. Maybe I'm that for someone or for some of you. So I'm going to pray this prayer over you guys right now. Father, open the eyes of your people so they that they can see where you have brought them to. You are in your promised land. You have entered into your latter days. Then the Lord opened their eyes. My faith is on 100 right now. I know he's going to open your eyes. If not right now, they've been opened. But see, after then the Lord opened their eyes. And this is not a coincidence that it says, and they looked. You still got to look. Your eyes are open, but are you looking? You have to look. And there they were inside Samaria. This is a teaching and it's an encouragement. I'm not going to say to take it to the Lord and, and, and I'm not going to say that because everybody can use this word. All of God's people can use this word. We all need encouragement. And I sound a little harsh right now, but I believe that the Lord is allowing me to feel, to feel that. I'm focused and I, I, I don't doubt at all that this is all for his glory. It's all for his glory. You be encouraged. Don't let the enemy talk you out of your blessing. Don't let the enemy turn you around when you're literally right there at the door. You fight. Keep fighting. Because you're going to look up. Let this be the encouragement for you to finally look. Your eyes have been open. But go ahead and look now. Look at where he's brought you into and praise him. Amen, y'all. Y'all be blessed.